0: I I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Us that just can't decide who the hottest mummy was. Sophia Patella, Arnold Vosloo Sir Christopher Lee, or Boris Karloff? You know what I'm talking about.
1: No consensus.
0: <laughs> My vote's with Lee. Yeah, it is. Uh, we are joined in our excavation. Oh, sorry. I'm Paul, I'm Paul Salt. <laughs> I'm Paul Goodman. Thanks. <laughs> Forgets their own I like to- format. I like to fucking spring it on you every now and then. <laughs> I'm Paul Salt. What? And today. <laughs> Uh, we shall be joined in our excavations by Baby Beard Media. Bearders, please
2: introduce yourselves. Also, we're um, we're we're a threepeat. Uh so do do you put that in your the little jingle? Three in the bag. You've oh my god! Holy shit, you are. are three-man? You're three men now. We're three-man. You're the
0: first three men. You're the first physical three men. Oh. <laughs> oh, free to a man, free in the bush, free, free,
1: go. Oh. Your podcast are
2: good mate <laughs> hello everybody i am sean i'm phil um and we are two fifths of baby beard i don't know how it works it anymore. keeps changing um we run two podcasts currently one is shut up and take my podcast a future i podcast that pits episode against episode in bloody glorious gauntlet battle for your entertainment and to prove that jurassic Park is not the best and imaginauts <gasps> a comedy <laughs> imaginauts a comedy show
3: about useless information taking a place aboard a fantastical starship. You're going to slag off Jurassic Bark in that one as well? If you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> just to just
0: really get the point home. <laughs>
3: There's actually a whole episode dedicated to, to slagging it off, yeah.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, today we shall be having a good old route around in the remains of a once great set of intellectual properties that a crazed dictator built a gaudy palace on top of. <laughs> Did I just compare Mummy director Alex Kurtzman to war criminal Saddam Hussein? No? Maybe, if you agree with me.
1: (laughs) I'm joking if you disagree with me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Legally speaking, no. I
0: I can tell from your silence that I was joking. Um... Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. (laughs) The mummy! The first non-Brendan Fraser starring mummy film of the century The first film directed by mostly terrible screenwriter Alex Kurtzman Apart from that other one And the intended first film in in a planned and probably scrapped Dark Universe franchise If you don't count Dracula Untold Which no one did
2: Luke Evans doesn't (laughs) No one had even heard of it Even Luke Evans
0: (laughs) Luke who? Said Luke Evans
1: Uh, What are you denying? Dracula what? (laughs) Sounds like a loser (laughs) Sounds like a real dick (laughs) I wouldn't trust him.
0: (laughs) The Dark Universe was to be a shared shared series of films featuring all the classic universal monsters, like Creeper, Paula the Ape Woman, and Abbott and Costello. I didn't make any of those (laughs) up. Uh, But The Mummy was wrapped up in negative reviews from critics. Oh. Oh, that's the first. You. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I missed that. Was nominated for eight gold. Awards. (laughs) 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 Because of the Greek God Awards. Um... (laughs) Greek god, I don't know what the fuck's happening It was nominated for eight golden raspberries And most importantly, like only importantly uh, It lost around 95 million at the box
2: office I think it's also important to mention they won one of those Razzies Did they win one of them? Yes Which Uh, one did they win? (laughs) Worst actor went to Tom Cruise, ladies and gentlemen Good lord
0: What a bunch of shit
1: Maybe it was just like Tom Cruise's time, like Gary Oldman with uh, Darkest Hour. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: like, "Uh." he had it coming. You know this is actually for Oblivion, right? I know. That's him at the ceremony. (laughs) Like, that happened. Now, I've handpicked the critic reviews that didn't in some way compare the movie to a rotting corpse, leaving me with two to choose from. So, here are those. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Megan Basham, uh, writing for World, said the mummy berries. its- Oh, fuck. Berries. I guess we've got one, then. The mummy buries the clear moral themes that make superhero movies so popular. Making light out of darkness may curse this franchise. Note, not dark enough. Discredited because of the pun. (laughs) A.O. Scott, writing for the New York Times, and I'm not sure I've quoted him before, but I'm actually very fond of him. It will be argued that this one was made not for the critics, but for the fans, which is no doubt true. Every con game is played with suckers in mind. But fans of what? (laughs)
3: The fans of Tom fans Cruise. of really formulaic, <laughs> uh, tone deaf movies, I guess. The <laughs> fans of Suicide Squad.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Out. That's right. The Oh, imagine Solo yeah. Suicide
2: Squad with Tom Cruise in it. No, there you go. <laughs> I refuse to imagine that. Tom Cruise for Joker. Thank you.
0: Public enthusiasm was less convincing than any Russell Crowe accent, even his own. <laughs> Robert Blenheim, writing for Amazon UK, confesses: "Here's a true story." As the end credits of this smell-a-roo began to crawl up the screen, I actually stood up, faced the audience, and shouted out in anger. This is by far the biggest piece of expletive I have seen in a movie theater in years. No one dissented. I'm not sure you should take the awkward silence and possible sobbing of uh, as as tacit <laughs> approval of your actions, Mister Blenheim.
3: I'm not sure that actually happened.
2: <laughs> Disputed. I hope it Disputed. Yeah. He
1: was actually pointing at his wife.
2: <laughs> I mean, I did the same thing when I was watching this film. I, I went to each of my individual housemates and just screamed in their face. <laughs> <laughs> went back to my room. Ah! I often
3: find, I find the need to, do, to loudly declare my opinion on a cinematic experience when I see it. <laughs> That's why we podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after seeing Last Jedi, I stood up and said, "This was a flawed but overall enjoyable movie," <laughs> and yeah. no one dissented. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually have somebody shout at the end
1: of a film. Yeah. Um, what was that? That's that science fiction movie about those. There was a party and aliens came down to suck people up. It was Skyline. Was yeah. Like, yeah, Skyline, Skyline. with, um, yeah. with
2: uh, um, Donald Faison from Scrubs. Yes. Oh yes. Turk was in it. <laughs> yeah. But <And>, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: When that, when that finished, the guy just he just stood up and went, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the Messenger. Jesus? Yeah. Our Lord and Saviour, writing on Amazon, says, mm. I love cheese movies. Um, I love cheese movies about mummies, so I was very excited about this movie, but I was disappointed. It's boring. You run that risk when you watch cheese movies, though. Paul, Bill and Sean. You <laughs> gods and or monsters.
2: Uh, I, I, I feel like screaming. Is that is that helpful?
0: <laughs> if it's a, if it's done in a mummy like way.
2: Oh! there you go. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the point that people switch off the podcast. But yeah, so sorry <laughs> about that, guys.
0: What was the one thing about this cheese movie that made you want to forget the Egyptian prayer of resurrection?
2: Full disclosure: Josh was the uh, individual, our our third baby beater who um who suggested mm. this film. I'd, I've i seen it in cinemas. Um, and it just as a quick little tangent, so my auntie um, is not the best at giving presents. She sees me maybe once every couple of years, Aww. and she always gives me something that I don't particularly want. So when the mummy was presented More than sad about this. I then <laughs> looked at my uh, DVD case and realized I had an unopened copy of 2017 Mummy that my auntie had given for me for Christmas. So <laughs> this was the perfect opportunity to open it up and mm. remember... How awful! How much you hate your fucking auntie? <laughs> <laughs> say how awful your aunt's tastes are. It's a really good chance to really reflect. <laughs> how much I, fucking I went... hate that woman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just very strange to see Tom Cruise miscast in what should otherwise be a pretty simple film for him to pull off. Um, he well, can do action; he just can't they... do adventure.
0: Has he ever played like a smarmy rake? Yes, he has. He's played it in a few good men, but that was cocktail 30 years ago now? Yeah, th- that kind of era of cruise. If we're talking about being miscast, I really don't th- I
1: really don't think that Tom Cruise is the worst offender here. No. Yeah, fair enough. Tom Cruise at least has some what's the word? base charm. There's just something. Mm. Sure.
3: I admit that. Miss Halsey and I did spend a delightful evening in Baghdad a very long and satisfying
2: evening of her reactions are to be considered sincere but sir I left with nothing more than fond memories now perhaps I may have neglected to say goodbye to her the next morning only because she was exhausted and I didn't want to wake okay. her and the reward for my gracious consideration well sir
1: as you could see hell has no fury sir and I don't I think I think that um, Annabelle what's her name Annabelle Wills oh what is the as uh, Jen as
0: Jenny Jenny
1: jenny jenny jenny, oh, unlovable jenny. And, and also the guy from the new girl like i always forget his name but the guy is who played the ghost veil, i thought oh quite... he
0: was dreadful i really got nothing out of him
1: the, the two of them were flatter than tom
2: cruise's abs
0: mm. shall we get into the plot yes let's get the plot done
2: we begin as any good film does as seems to be the case when we babybeard comes on board which is solid narration yeah, um, we yep. mm-hmm. <coughs> we start in eleven twenty seven A D, Crusaders. Something yeah. so that seems to be straight out of a Monty Python film, um, mm-hmm. which I couldn't get out of my head. These guys in their um, Crusader outfits. Uh, they yeah. they bury a dagger. We get a lot of plot out the way. So the Crusaders. Russell Crowe talks to a wall yes. in an empty room.
0: <laughs> not yet, not yet, because the, the the structure of this is amazing. It's flashback yes. to present into flashback.
2: Yes. yes. All, yeah. It's, it's, it's 1127 AD, followed by the present day where Russell Crowe, a.k.a. Uh, Dr. Jekyll, um, takes over a... What do you call Like an excavation? Mm-hmm. He takes yeah. over an excavation, mm-hmm. sees a bunch of hieroglyphics, and proceeds to give you the first of five times that the same story is uh, told to many characters and you, the audience, which is the story of Arminet. So, Arminet, who is a princess, um, heir to the uh, throne in ancient Egypt uh suddenly finds that her father, the pharaoh, um, conceives another child with another woman, mm. which <sighs> I hate that. Uh, <laughs> a, who's, to all of us. who's a boy. Yeah. And as we know So he's
1: gonna be he's gonna be Pharaoh. He's gonna be King Pharaoh. He just can't oh, wait so to be sexist those ancient
2: Egyptians. <laughs> so as we all do, and we've all done in the past in our early twenties, we made a pact with um Set and Yeah. Yep. If she sacrifices her family and she gets mm-hmm. a willing subject, she can kill him, and bring Set into physical form, and basically that essentially makes her a god. Thanks, Russell. The priests happen
0: upon her and they decide to mummify her. So yeah. they process. Which is ironic,
1: considering the name of the film.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we have mummified the ancient evil, the evil queen, and we've submerged her in mercury so that she'll never get out. Excellent. Did you attach that one rope that, if cut, will spring her out of the mercury like a fucking jack in the box? Um... <laughs> Yes. Good. <laughs> good. Good. I'm very glad you let me look at the plans before implementing them. Yes. <laughs> we did set it off a couple of times whilst installing it, and she did shoot out and give us a bit of a fright, but it's 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 on there now. <laughs> we lost many men. <laughs> <laughs> she kept trying to take people over with spiders. <laughs> oh yes, she'll do that. It's a good thing we're burying. Her. <laughs> oh, classic. Anyway. <laughs> Classic Armorette. They,
3: they they douse her in Mercury, yeah. stick her in a hole, and, and then we go. It's less to... romantic
2: when you say it like that. Also, I just I think it's very quickly worth noticing that it took six and a half minutes for them to kill a baby on screen. <laughs> yeah, get that out of the way nice and early. Just you know
3: Lars
0: Von Trio would have halved that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but we get to the important part of the film. The, the their bread and butter, which is the uh the the charm of Tom Cruise. So we're introduced to Mr. Let me get his name, because names are apparently very important in this film. Uh, Mr. Nick. Nick. Nick Morton? Nick Morton. Nick Morton. Um, Wow.
0: What an iconic name. Like Indiana Jones or Nathan Drake. That's right. Nick.
3: God of death, Nick.
0: (laughs) Nick versus the mummy. Well, he was going to be Tyler Colt,
1: which was also shit.
0: That's pretty good. I like Tyler
1: Colt. It's better than Nick. It's not pretty good. (laughs) Is the thing. It's very like Action Man. My
2: name my name is Gun Bastard. We're introduced to Nick and Vale, our two heroes in uh, what is currently oh, Iraq. God. And they are soldiers of fortune. Uh, Nick is a sergeant. Nick is a, yeah, Nick's a sergeant. Whatever. And they have found Haram, which he has stolen yes. from a woman, which we will later find he had a lovely one night stand. It's not a map to Haram. From no, him. it is just a note. That says, Haram is here. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Post it with the <laughs> with the contact details on it. In true gung-ho fashion, Tom Cruise... Well, you know I'm just going to call him Tom Cruise from now on. Please do. Um, Tom Cruise and his buddy Vale, they decide to storm the keep and find this Haram there... Obviously, they're going to be pinned down by a lot of gunfire, witty banter and shoes. Um, Yeah,
1: they drop a fucking airstrike on top of an (laughs) Egyptian tomb,
0: basically. (laughs) Thank God they did that. Oh, I thought we were were in trouble there. Maybe a bit of peril. Nope. Thank God for the mechanized death machine that is the American army. That's right. (laughs) You're the very cavalier with death very quickly. Yeah. It didn't need any verification or anything. Didn't need any verification. Just, um, I need an airstrike. Yep. Yeah. Send yeah. one literally within thirty seconds of you calling it in. Fuck yeah, your tax dollars at work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right.
0: I called one in and it was just a wrong number. <laughs> I, b- I bombed Abra on Croydon High Street.
2: <laughs> uh, who then next comes onto the scene is Jenny Jenny Halsey, a as far as I can Jenny? tell. Jenny, Jenny, no ties to the military. No. She's just an archaeologist She's an archaeologist The US Army Look
0: the US Army Will sometimes call in A sort of Amy Adams type In order to solve them With some of their Weirder problems (laughs)
1: That's right What is it like It's it's like Sergeant commanding officer
3: General Amy Adams type (laughs) Jenny President (laughs) Yes that's right That's the command structure Um, Yeah ostensibly is there to Protect uh, Valuable artifacts From uh, The Taliban
2: destroying Yeah I just feel fit. like the military wouldn't give a shit. No, I don't think that's, so either. That's the
1: difference between us and the Taliban, guys. Hey, <laughs> Mary Beard gives a shit, okay? And she's, she's got a lot yeah. of swing with, those, with the US Army. Yeah, so it turns out Mary Beard had a one-night stand with Tom Cruise. And, <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, and Tom Cruise stole the map from her but it doesn't matter because they've got this big yeah. old fucking Egyptian thing underground so let's all go and inspect it before um, before the, the bogeys come back so he gets exactly what he wants
3: and they all jump into yeah. the tomb so yeah.
2: Jenny, Nick and Vale jump into the tomb they explore the creepy mercury that is all around them they mm-hmm. find a, find the tomb itself um, and they are told that there are bogeys inbound yes. and that they have to get out straight away but it's not which- a
1: tomb is it? It's a prison.
3: Prison.
2: <clears throat> it's a pause for effect. Prison. Oh,
1: well, Tom Cruise just fucking looks at his gun and then shoots the cable that seems to be holding everything together. <laughs> like a monkey's trying to figure out a banana. That's
2: right. <laughs> so we get a- a- another flashback um, where Amonette, uh gets introduced to Tom Cruise. They have a bit of a moment where she proclaims him to be the Chosen. He moves his eyebrows up and down a good 10, 15 times to... To show He's having a vision. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when you have a vision. Just vision face. Yeah. We
3: all have one. <laughs> 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 vision oh my face. vision yeah. face is really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then spiders. Just suddenly spiders. Spiders. Then spiders.
0: Oh my god, that's hang on a minute here. Were there any spiders and surf ninjas? Because if so, the new boys have uh spider going on. Let's say yes. Were you, were
1: you producers from
2: the 80s and 90s? <laughs> were you homophobic film producers from the 80s and 90s? <laughs> Vale's been bitten by a spider. They all get onto the chopper. They oh, take yeah. the 5,000-year-old artifact yeah. with
1: them. No one seems massively concerned that Vale seems to be going into some sort of shock. <laughs> yes. <a> spider bite.
2: <laughs> he's quite clearly dying in front of yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> they know he's been bitten, but nah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, just Vale being Vale. <laughs> Sweat it out. He's
0: the comic relief. Help me!
3: Have a Lucas aid. You'll be alright. <laughs> Nick, Nick is his best friend. He yeah. just <laughs> yeah. does He's not notice friend. him die.
1: That fucking guy.
3: Yeah. Joker. <laughs> Always pretending to Always go not breathing. and
1: die. Anyway, he starts scraping at the tomb with a knife. And um, that is cause for concern. Yeah. But shit only really picks up when he does stab his commanding officer.
0: Anyway, the uh, plane crashes and only Nick and Jenny survive
2: there you go that's five minutes thanks great thanks for that um cool yep so nick wakes up he talks to a demon veil a zombie veil this is when veil becomes comic relief truly properly yeah properly Uh, quote unquote now he's dead (laughs) dead. now he's Um, dead
1: he can finally
0: finally make (laughs) us laugh the same thing will happen to jim davidson
2: (laughs) trust me trust us and we go from that comedic scene, we cut to the church where the uh where the plane has crashed and this is where the horror element comes in. Oh, We good. discover the mummy. That's what I came for. Search team discovers um the mummy and she proceeds to suck the life um, out of the the entire search team. Spooky. So sucking occurs, we we cut back to Jenny and Nick, they rehash the set story again. Again in the pub, yeah. So we've been yeah. told three times.
1: But even Nick Morton isn't isn't on board with it this time cuz he just goes for a piss. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. In the ladies. Yeah. Yes, in the ladies. Has a conversation with Vale. The curse gets mentioned again. So we're very on board with what yeah. the curse is and is what- th- Oh, is he cursed? There's a curse, he- He's right? very cursed. Oh, okay, he's cursed. Cool. Super cursed.
0: It might just be a head cold. <laughs> Maybe give it a week.
2: <laughs> um, And so Nick Nick can't really handle this. So he goes out, takes a breather in a dark alley, as you do- um, Yep. Yeah. And meets... Well, in England, it's all you've got. ...meets Arminet for the first <laughs> time, which is mm-hmm. also either a flashback or a dream or a thing, or he just gets his mind erased because then he ends up in Oxford. In Oxford.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right next well, to the Radcliffe yeah. camera, which is a really distinctive landmark to use once.
1: They they end up at some creepy church.
2: Yes. The, the, basically, Arminet lures Nick um, to complete the ritual, and because sh- she knows yes. inextric- inextricably where the dagger is, as you do, surely. Yeah. She knows where the dagger of Set yeah. is, and you need, and we didn't mention this before, you need the dagger with the gem together to complete the ritual. Um, so Arminette grabs the dagger. Oh no, there's no gem, we can't complete the ritual. And so ah, no.
3: I hate oh, it when she that noticed happens. that
0: literally at the last minute. Yeah. She's got great eyesight and instincts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Imagine if she'd have just stabbed him and ah, oh, the embarrassment. Oh shit. Oh, whoops. Oh.
3: oh, have to find a new chosen one. Right. Hey Jenny. Jenny, you'll do. Yeah.
2: Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> A rather rec- a rather entertaining fight scene occurs, actually. Yeah. Getting his head getting his yes, fists well, stuck in heads and kicking his yes. kicking yes. his way literally through the zombies. It's pretty good. Um, I then have a note uh, which comes up quite often, which is Nick is a dick because Nick then (laughs) attempts to escape almost without Jenny. I like the way they lampshade that as well. They go, hey, hey, were you. She goes, were
3: you literally just going to leave me here with this deadly supernatural mummy? And he's like, eh, (laughs) maybe. And at some point, at this point in the movie, I'm like, are we still meant to sympathize with him?
0: (laughs) Oh, it is worth. Sorry, in my skipping over five minutes of this plot, sorry, I now have to drag his bat there. Um, one thing happened which was that Nick did save Jenny Jenny's life <laughs> yeah. By uh, giving her a para- the only parachute
1: So th-
2: they're even now <laughs> <laughs> So they steal an ambulance and They steal an ambulance They try to drive away Arminator's in Nick's head so he lures her back They then drive away again uh, They crash and uh, Tom Cruise Gets his big action Jump out of a van moment Because yeah. that's contractually obligated to do so Arminette shows up, Arminette quickly dispatches of Tom Cruise, but then the cavalry arrives, a bunch of random mystery men, Uh-oh. capture Arminette, mm-hmm. take with Jenny harpoons. away. <laughs> yes, with, with, with long-range weapons. State of the art. Um, which, by mm-hmm. the way, harpoons. is is another throwback to Surf Ninjas. We had harpoons in Surf Ninjas as well. Shit!
1: Ooh, there must have been in Wild Wild West as well. It was steampunk for fuck's sake. There is
0: a harpoon and There is a steampunk. I'm sure there is. They use The it
3: train to gets the... hit by a harpoon. There you
2: go. There's a steampoon. <laughs> Steam that sounds very bad So all the men are captured and are taken To the heart of London uh, To the Avengers base Sorry, I mean Dr. Jekyll's yeah. um, lair yeah. Does it have a fancy name? Mysterium or something? <laughs> the- per- <laughs> the Mysterium
0: oh, I... of Dr. Crow yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> the- This is where the, the franchise Setting the- happens
0: The, the pl- yeah. p-
1: Proligium yeah. Religium. We go through Benicio del Toro's collection of uh, shared universe memorabilia. Slash <laughs> Easter egg <laughs> yeah. to everything that'll be important in things. the sequels. You can
0: see Dr. Octopus's um, arms in the background. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so, Nick Morton, our hero, is introduced to Russell Crowe, aka Dr. Jekyll, yeah. aka Gladiator. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's more exposition brought up. Yes, I guess about the nature of the curse and the nature of why he's here and what they're trying to do. Yeah. Just pretty much setting up the dark universe.
3: Yeah, all they have to do is is let her turn Nick into the god of death and then yep. kill him. And then <laughs> evil the evil's done. No more death. Win. Yeah. Nick's really happy about it, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. Um, yep. of course. Yes, yes, of course, whilst he just fingers the parachute cord. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay,
2: yeah, sounds great, guys. I just... Uh, <laughs> So Tom Cruise is is understandably he's not on board with this uh, with this plan. So he takes uh, he takes Dr. Jekyll, Russell Crowe's epipen, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, his evil yeah. EpiPen. Which stops him from turning into Cockney Russell Crowe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just the memory of this scene blows my mind. Yeah. Um, when he face. switches into Cockney, I really, I lost any shred of respect <laughs> for this film.
1: That's interesting because mine doubles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not me that wants to kill you. It's Henry.
0: I have something more collaborative in mind. <laughs> this, this
3: was, this was
1: my favourite bit of the entire
3: film. <laughs> I, I do, I don't mind his character, but. The Cockney just, oh my god.
2: I, I have to say, though, what I thoroughly enjoy is I am 99% sure that Alan Kurtzman just said to Russell Crowe, can you just make a choice? I don't really care what it is, just make it different from Russell Crowe. <laughs> Cockneys are evil, right? I'm afraid, Mr.
0: Tom Cruise, that I must ask you to um, do this thing. You fucking slag! <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, um, at the same time as this is
2: happening, uh, Um, Arminet commands a spider. And she uses that to... A mind-control spider. Yeah. To um, get into the ear of a... a, a Technician. A technician, thank you. That's the word I can't get my head around.
0: I wanted to say of Arbed from Community, but it's because of the Winter Soldier thing where he's just playing some random fucking guy. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Arbed just goes... Mental.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Gets an axe.
0: stabbing everyone.
2: He, he unlocks all the bits, and then he axes up some electronic bits. Um, Hyde gets dispatched. Um, Nick and Jenny realise they need to get to the stone. Arminette thinks she needs to get to both the stone and Tom Cruise. Everyone goes on mm. a massive... Race to, I, I guess i was going to say a magical journey A magical journey <laughs> Which is
3: true And yeah. the film sort of re- remembers that Vale Vale's there Yep He literally reappears in the middle of the street going Hey guys I'm in the movie Remember him from an hour ago <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I- I'm in the movie guys Hello <laughs> I don't know about you guys but I missed Vale So I was yeah. happy to see him oh. <laughs> uh, Just all sorts of destruction happen There's a big cloud with her face in it yeah. and- London gets dusty <laughs> yeah. they, go, they go into the sewers oh, yeah. and they swim about
2: a bit. Jenny's dead. Jenny Jenny drowns, basically, and that lures yeah. Tom Cruise Penny? to her. They Jenny. all meet up in the Crusader burial site, <laughs> and yeah. Tom Cruise has to make a decision. Is he going to smash the stone? Or is he going to accept his fate and become set himself?
3: Yeah. And so the motivation, the decision to do that is because the girl who... He, he sort of has hung out with a bit who doesn't really like him is dead, and he'd rather yeah. her not be dead. Mm.
0: And he may or may not like as well, because also, other twist. it turned out that the reason he pulled the cord on her parachute on that plane sequence we skipped was because um, he thought there was another one. Yeah. So, <laughs> my second favourite scene in the film. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess they've always loved each other, so he kills yeah. himself. So he kills himself, becomes yep. the
2: god of death. As I told you, it's a magical journey. He slurps up um Yeah. Has Almanet. a snog with Almanet. So gains yeah. her power, I oh, guess. Pfft. I don't Who know. Who knows? <laughs> so he does what any normal god would do, screams in Jenny's face and that wakes her, her up. Yeah. He does his creepy face, his literal creepy face. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he does
3: his creepy he scares s- her awake. Yes, that's right. And then he does his creepy stand in the corner in the shadows.
0: Because
1: uh, he's a monster now. Hey, oh. uh. He is the first Avenger. Damn
0: it! Is your face all messed up like um, Vanilla Sky? No, they've stopped de aging. That's the right. CGI <laughs> I don't want you to see it. We've run out of money to do it. <laughs> so, and then
3: Jenny and and Russell have a nice conversation where they they know that they're setting up a franchise. Yes.
2: So Nick has escaped off yeah. into the into where God wherever Egypt somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he brought Vale back to life, and so over this, we we know that because he says this. Thanks, yes thanks for bringing me back to life, Nick. And that is not <laughs> back to
3: life
1: after I, after I died tragically in a plane accident <laughs> last year. And then we stopped at Starbucks.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it sounds like we're mocking the dialogue, but it, that's pretty much exactly
2: <laughs> what he says. Yes, <laughs> um, and yeah, Russell Russell Crow and um, Jenny proceed to dark knight it. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to he's say that he's the mummy we need, but not <laughs> the one
0: we deserved. Right now,
2: yeah. Like, it could not be more contrived. But the point is, they. That's right. <laughs> um, the point mummy. is, Nick is the hero we deserve. Um, <laughs> will he be good, or will he be mummy? The mummy.
3: Wait, wait. More of a
2: pause. Need more of a pause. The mummy. Credits. And important to note: no post-credits scene. No post credits. They're not napping A- the Marvel. That's, no, because that's universe. Marvel's thing. domain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And fuck Marvel, says Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> I've got, I've got Transformers. <laughs> that's right. And then, and then, and then it's just him patting himself on the back over the over the sound of the credits.
0: <laughs> oh
3: God. Job. Well you know done, guys.
0: Before we move on to anything else, I just yes. want to say I I I don't relish saying this. This isn't something I've said about anyone else really, and I usually resist it when people say it about other people. Alex Kurtzman does have a very punchable face. I don't know if you spent much time looking at uh-huh. it, but it keeps coming up when I look at this stuff. All and right, let's get his face up and... Yes, please do.
3: Just make this official. There's something
0: very self-satisfied about the man that just really that isn't backed up in any way by any form of success. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I, feel
3: quite, I feel quite similarly about uh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's very well, smug. you could try and punch that face. You we're you to we're a looking venue to do it.
3: Yeah, do you know what I feel like doing <laughs> knocking his glasses mm. off his face and then stomping <laughs> on them.
2: Um. Also, I'm. I'm. I apologise for this, but Alex Kurtzman kind of looks like Paul Goodman forty years from now.
1: <laughs> it really oh, does. No. I'm sorry.
2: Well, I've been. I've been
1: told that I look like a, a young Jeremy Corbyn. So, which
0: you're going to say I've been told that I look like a young Alex Kurtzman? <laughs> yeah.
1: I've also been told uh, Macaulay Colkin when I don't have a beard. <laughs> yeah. That's why he never not has a beard. So it's a fucking shining, shining journey
2: ahead
0: of me. <laughs> From Colkin to Kurtzman, the Paul Goodman story. I am a huge fan of the Universal Monsters and have been since I was a kid. And... I, When Universal asked me if I'd be interested in doing The Mummy, I jumped at the chance. It, the challenge was figuring out a way to, to pay tribute to all of them, but, but also bring something new to the table. Okay, I would like to split this conversation in two. Um, and then have neither. So, we have two things to talk about here. Um, and the first one is the one hundred and ten-minute standalone blockbuster film that you just theoretically spent fifteen pounds or twenty dollars seeing. <laughs> How was this as an action, an action movie? You brought the kids. You you spent sixty bucks on the fucking family ticket, and now you've eaten your popcorn and you're on your way out. How are you feeling?
3: What? Well, the kids are bored to tears. W- was this
2: marketed as a family <laughs> film? No, 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 you know no. it's just like a teenager teenagers, well, yeah, You know
3: you
1: brought the yeah. kids because you're a bad parent, <laughs> That's right?
3: That's right. <laughs> you brought the are
0: kids t- as a punishment.
1: Look, I didn't mind it. Okay. I genuinely didn't mind it. I I was <laughs> not bored at any point throughout because there are failed, plenty of failed sort of comedic beats, and um, mm. there's not very not very much chemistry between the main characters, and it's yeah, it's not a, it's not a laugh riot, rollicking adventure kind of mm. romp, but it had enough just to keep me entertained. And I wasn't, there was there was no point during watching where I went, yeah, I'm ready for this to end now. Uh, or oh, uh, please end now, for God's sake.
3: <laughs> By contrast, I think I felt like that almost all the way through. I found it very <laughs> exasperating to watch. The question in my head the whole time was why? Why are they making this? And obviously, mm. that is to make money, but that is not, a good enough incentive so i had a a kind of a low level anger all the way through this film (laughs) um simmering yeah it's kind of seething these poor vfx people (laughs) working their butts off in service of this soulless soulless film um (laughs) yeah that's that was my response
0: (laughs) fair enough I i think for me what i would say is that it's a film that i found to be just a um unimpressive i think would be the thing mm. in, in as much as i can't think of anything that it does that's not done better elsewhere except maybe the plane crash which i did actually really like and i can't think of another film where i've seen an actual zero gravity used in a fight sequence like that yeah that, with no wild that was sh- shot in a falling plane right it was it was shot in the vomit comet yeah and it's yeah. um and it, it looked good it looked really good i'm very surprised it was only two shots It was the shot of them getting the backpacks on and the shot of them sort of just struggling a bit. It was two shots, that's the whole thing. But I really liked the first one, it was pretty cool. I was really impressed by that.
3: Can I make a note about that scene? Um, There was a little bit of uh, an internet uh, laugh fest when the first trailer came out because it featured that scene uh, but with none of the music or sound effects. (laughs) Yes.
1: This is November 4, or niner, niner, No. It's like people going off the, uh, es- the escalator to nowhere, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she gets sucked out of the plane, <laughs> and she goes. Ah! <laughs> it's very embarrassing.
0: And they play the exact same Tom Cruise scream <laughs> twice.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very they do. strange. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Ah. ah, ah, <laughs> ah <laughs> um, for myself, I, I I had to be wary of. I had to take note of two very important things when I was kind of prepping for this movie, in that you always mm. talk about these franchise movies, especially when they're starting up. They're 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 made by committee got a bunch of producers in the room, and it's like, you know, add Mm. this, do this, make sure this is set up, make sure you hearken back to this, we want to have this done, and it's just a blamange of shit Mm. and chaos. What that's doubled by Mm. is the fact that the writing team involved with this film, contextually you have to look at two things. Number one, the director, who is Alex Kurtman, number one is that this was his directorial debut as far as a big budget film is concerned. Yes, there was one other film, but it was small and the other thing is at this point so he had been he had started writing the mummy in two, 2012 but that was when he was still in a partnership with uh, Roberto Orsi um By this Mm. point, his longtime collaborator, who he worked on *Legend of Zorro*, the first two Transformers film, *Amazing Spider-Man 2*, all fantastic films. Um, Yes, and (laughs) that was just gloss over that (laughs) quickly. He lost his collaborator during the process of making the mummy.
0: So he's even at half capacity. (laughs) Yes, it's that fucking machine. Working with a cog
2: missing. Yeah, so he doesn't even have his writing partner anymore. So he's now flying blind in terms of what is his <laughs> usual process. But also, you have three writers in charge of the story and three writers in charge of the screenplay. And they're all different. Mm. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. And you've got Tom Cruise taking the reins and sort of turning it into a Tom Cruise action movie. So it's a, it's a lot of influences. But look, I will say, I can't really take issue of any of the directions that it goes in it makes sense to turn it into a sort of action adventure and yeah i guess to set it in modern days if that's the intention and to make it, it a sort of comedic romp with horror elements the problem is that none of it is particularly well realized
3: and there's just all this stuff that they need for to, to set up future films that mm. doesn't service this film uh and i think for me that's one of the things that drags this film back mm. is this really obvious and ham-fisted um, setting up that it does. Mm. Where, where even it, as the intro comes up, we go, "Oh, dark universe!" Yeah, that's and it's a put point. it's it's put the cart like the cart's already arrived. Horse is dead, and yeah. the horses haven't been born yet.
0: <laughs> no, indeed. The nerd writer, a YouTuber I really like, he has posted a video today called The Problem with DC Action Scenes, and he lays out some things that are in a checklist, if you will, for what makes a decent action film. And I feel like that might be a useful thing to just have a quick look at. So the first one is three to four good set pieces. Mm -hmm. I would argue there are two in The Mummy, the plane crash and the ambulance. The protracted church slash ambulance scene. Yeah, A non-horrible plot. It's not a very compelling plot, is the thing. If you compare it yeah. to the plot of, say, a Mission Impossible movie, which will be just a very tight sort of MacGuffin hunt a lot mm. of the time, but it'll be a case of let's build up to we need to get this thing, the odds are against us, let's do it. Mm. Here it's very ambling. The characters often just fall yeah. into the next scene or <laughs> we'll get captured and dragged to it.
1: Yeah, Nick Morton's response to most things is just,
2: oh, huh. that's
1: weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. God, imagine that.
2: <laughs> I'd rather not I'd rather not yeah. be cursed um Tom Tom Cruise's uh, acting is just 10 different stages of mm. bewilderment yes well
0: well number three charismatic actors nope yeah <laughs> sorry
2: listen Nick I uh, I think you should know something you know I work with a group of archaeologists yeah well yeah. we've developed this theory that an Egyptian princess had been erased from the history books we've been Searching for something called the Dagger of Set. Set is the Egyptian god. Death. Physical form. with a legendary I'm The dagger really
0: of Set. Even the mummy herself. She's got. She's got a good look. I like her stare, and I mm. like her sort of formidable strength that she looks like she has. But there's nothing afforded to her to do, and consequently, she's not really a, a
2: interesting presence. She's better than Cara Delevingne. <laughs> See, that's that's interesting. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of her character. One of the most compelling parts of this film for me that gets me on board is- uh, um, Arminet. Yeah, Sophia Batella, who's uh, the actor. Right. Um, To me, I just- Because she doesn't have a hell of a lot to do- Yes, that's the 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 times that she does get on screen, she has to command the screen. And for myself, like, there's a- I'll talk about the moment later on, but just- Yeah. Everything is kind of imbued in her looks, and she has to do a lot with just- her expression, then the whole adage for an actor, you know, less is more, that whole thing. Yeah. Like, she kind yeah. of encompasses that. And she does have to, you know, yeah. amp mm. it up and turn it on because the stakes require that.
1: What's the fourth thing on the list? Um, it was a few laughs. Uh, mm, no. Right. <laughs> I, I laughed. no. I laughed when he said, um, I thought there was another parachute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I laughed a couple of times, which we'll get to when we quick fire, but um Yeah, I think there was um, a couple surely. of little ones, yeah. I
2: will say there were more that failed than worked. All I all I would wanna say quickly is because a lot of my gripes with the film comes with Tom Cruise, who would you cast in Tom Cruise's place? Because Phil and I were having a conversation about it. And to because you just you need a charismatic adventure style lead. Um I went with Chris Pratt. Shia LaBeouf. Ben Wyshaw. I went, I went with Dwayne Johnson.
3: Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. Just quite busy at the okay. moment.
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> busy being competent, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that would work. Or just, you know, I would actually, I said Ben Wyshaw, I'd actually quite like someone kind of foppish in English to sort of, you know, imagine that dynamic. If it was just a sort of crusty old English di- um, academic who comes to the country to research, falls in with a sort of soldier type, and the mummy thing happens, and it turns out, hey... Ben Wyshaw, you know, with your slight frame and your tweed, you're the god of death and you can't ever die.
3: Oh, God! Have Tom Cruise as the comedy relief <laughs> sidekick. Oh, It'd be great, It'd be perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, who dies and comes back as a yeah. ghost. Yeah. It's like, I'm the peak of physical okay. fitness and I got bloody blown up by a plane. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shrimpy here gets to live forever.
1: There's there's a sort of a rugged action starness that Tom Cruise brings, That the, the physicality that he brings to films. That I do, I do really enjoy, and I think to to bring someone else in, you'd probably have to make it a different sort of film, mm. which isn't necessarily. Well, a that's bad why film. I went I think-
3: with Chris Pratt because I think Chris Pratt has, yeah, his, he's got there with the mm. with the physical ruggedness, mm.
2: yeah. He kind of embodies that roguish charm as well, yeah.
3: And he started off with the charm, and then mm. he then he got his action chops, and now I think he's kind of yeah. got the both together, so.
0: Here's the thing that keeps me being a Tom Cruise fan, because most of the time he does play a sort of self-satisfied, quiet type. But what makes that work for me is the fact that he's willing to, on camera, show his character put through tremendous physical pain. He's almost, in Jackie Chan style, he's willing to lose a fight, get the shit kicked out of him, really hurt himself. And, um, I mean, look at Edge of Tomorrow, where he just embarrassingly dies. Over yeah. and over again. Over, Sometimes over just again. sort of yeah. awkwardly yelping. He doesn't mind putting his fist for a zombie's face when, yeah. when he needs to. He is one of my favourite action stars. I do think that's fair, but he is hes an action star and not an, a good actor anymore. He used to be. He really used to be. But now he is a think, movie star. I still think in the right film, he could do something amazing. Definitely. I think they should have actually customised this script more to be Tom Cruise. Make him an older guy. Mm. No reason not to. Tom Cruise might
3: have taken an issue with. Being called an older guy,
0: <laughs> does he not just embrace it? He's what is
1: he? 55? He's 56. Like fifty-five. He's fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'd, if I if I were in that shape
1: at Tom Cruise's age, then I just I just boast about it <laughs> I'd constantly, being like, yeah. be sufferable. If, if
0: I was in that shape now, <laughs> if I was in his shape Ever. at fifty-six <laughs> now, I would never this, stop crying it, with joy. Should we talk about the D.U. then? The yeah. D.U.E. Yes, okay. the D.U. Then we have the universal Dark Universe universe, which seems to be all but dead now. The way I think of it, it kind of reminds me of like that project at work that you forgot you were in charge of. You know, hey, are we still doing the dark universe thing? Fuck! I haven't oh shit. I don't think I've thought about that since Christmas. No one asked.
1: Fuck I think it's
3: more like it's it's more like, hey, are we still doing the dark universe thing? We don't we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dark Universe? No, Dark but that's universe. the thing, really know, though, is, no, is that no, things no. like this, they don't just die. It's not like, well, that didn't fucking work. It's still like, oh, yeah, Bride of Frankenstein 2019. It's like, is it, though? Are you actually doing anything about it? Yeah, we'll do something. It could go one of
1: three ways is a thing. They either do what DC did, and they just seem just ignore all criticism and say, no, it's the it's the fans who are wrong. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: the people who watch the movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it could be cancelled and just swept under the rug, or they could say, "Okay, why why didn't this work? You know, it took Marvel. We have to talk about Marvel in extended yeah. universes. It took them ten years to get to mm. Infinity War. What was it? Five, six years, and eight movies to uh, get to five Avengers. Five years to
2: 2008
1: to 2012. Yeah. So it and, it and it took multiple movies. The first Iron Man. They only really mentioned the Avengers Initiative for about two minutes of the movie. It's the very end. Yeah, the very end. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And and it, it didn't start off with uh, the Avengers Assemble um, initiative, Phase 1, Iron yeah. Man. you know, it, it didn't have an
3: Avengers logo right at the top.
0: I think the audience gets wary of that. They get annoyed. They don't like the idea of being sold part one of something. Like, did you know, for example, that King Arthur, the... Guy Ritchie thing was meant to be the start of a King oh, Arthur cinematic universe me. with oh six God. films planned out. I did afterwards. not know that. Now that just <clears throat> annoys me. Yeah. Like a Friar fucking Tuck movie? God, no, <laughs> go away. This is ridiculous.
3: It really should go the other way around, right? Mm-hmm. So it should be, they should make the movies they want to make and the audience go, hey, we want to see more of this <clears throat> yes. and we're going to tell you by by watching the crap out of it and yeah. buying all of the DVDs and streaming it mm. and then the, the studio should go hey people people want more of this let's
2: let's make more of what they like yeah. Do you know that there is one other there's one other company that is doing it potentially right which is the universe they're attempting to set up with Godzilla and King Kong that's interesting yeah um, those two films are standalone
0: yes they are you wouldn't guess um, that they were related is um Godzilla Mm. Skull... Sorry, what was the first? It was just Godzilla, wasn't it? Godzilla 2014. Godzilla Godzilla, Skull Island. Godzilla Skull Island. And uh, Kongzilla. And Kongzilla, that's the one. So I've got to say that unlike King Arthur, the idea of bringing the Universal monster movies back and having a shared universe of them, it's not inherently a bad one for me. But it does feel like a bad one to make the Marvel-style action movies because the problem is... Yes. I'm a big fan of the classic Universal horror movies. Um, and I also really love the hammer horror um, remakes of them that happened in the 50s and 60s. The crowd of, like me, <laughs> the horror crowd, <laughs> the people who. Hello. Hello. I'm uh, the crowd. Um, <laughs> the thing is, we're going to be put off by the idea of, you know, our subtle, slow burn horror films that were built on atmosphere and creepiness and strong performances mm. in the villain roles we're just going to be put off by big, you know, Marvel-style clouds of dust and an ugly sort of green and brown color palette that, you know, reeks of modern military movies. So you're, you're turning us off. Meanwhile, the people who like Transformers movies probably don't care that much about the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. So I don't... I think it's kind of cancelling each other out here, the intentions. It's melding two things. And if anything, this makes sense for The Mummy. Because The Mummy does lend itself to being an Indiana Jones style action adventure as well as Mm. a creepy horror film. What are you going to do exactly Mm. when you get to Frankenstein? Because there have been two attempts to turn Frankenstein into an action movie in the past 10 years and both flopped. I say make these movies horror films. There are problems with that because these monsters, they all were enduring and powerful because they perfectly reflected, like all movie monsters do, they perfectly reflected an anxiety of their time. You know, vampires Mm. were all about, hey, stuffy Victorian men, what if a really sexy foreigner came and took your bird? Wouldn't that suck? (laughs) And that was an anxiety we had, you know, for ages. And it's interesting that vampires still represent sort of the fear of lust and primal instinct, and they've kind of survived Mm. in that way, even into things like Twilight, that... That sort of allegory continues what else have you got you've got frankenstein whose function as representing mankind's fears about its own creation and its own ambition have been completely superseded by ai so you know that's where we put our frankenstein stories now it's stories of artificial intelligence ex yeah. Machina is a great frankenstein movie hmm Then The Mummy, and The Mummy wasn't based on a work of classic literature, unlike a lot of these. It was based on the opening of uh, Tutankhamun's uh, tomb in 1922 and the supposed curse of of, of Tutankhamun. A lot Mm. of it's kind of racist now because it's steeped in ignorance of the culture and Orientalism, which was this Victorian obsession with the east Mm. and the idea of you know hey don't go and steal their shit because those people might put a curse on you
3: i guess if you were to bring it to a primal fear you would say it's like a it's a fear of of uh of uh what we've yet to understand of the cultural gap between what we know Mm -hmm. and uh, and what is exotic because it's so foreign to us we cannot we cannot grasp its its power i guess
0: I think that's exactly what it was. And I I feel like that's a fear. I can't think of a modern analogy for that. And if if someone tried to make that movie, like Eli Roth made that Green Inferno film that Mm. was kind of similar to that anxiety and that was widely panned. I don't know if you can make a movie about, hey, foreigners are a bit creepy, aren't they? Could it be about greed or could it be about sure.
1: hubris?
3: Yeah, it's about Close hubris, self-interest, right?
1: Self-interest or I don't know. Disturbing
3: you know. things that should not be yeah. disturbed for your own gain. So maybe it could be That's like more it. of a mm. uh, like a, a bio horror, a body horror kind of thing where you you unlock mm. the this secrets, but the, the consequences of that are beyond your, your ken.
0: Yeah, sure. So it's like, hey guys, yeah. let's go discover this mummy. It's gonna be the best find ever, and it's all gonna be ours. We're glory hunters, and we're gonna, we're gonna, fu- we're gonna get our name in the Royal Academy. Mm. Fuck yeah! Um, and <laughs> then, oh shit, we're all being systematically killed one by one in very spooky horror set pieces mm. by a awful zombie-style thing that has powers that haven't been attributed mm. to the mummy
2: before. That might be a way to develop the franchise. And you take mm. something like the Marvel. Uh, universe, and whereas the way mm. that they're building up those films is to uh, collect a group of heroes, and that's the main thrust. It's not so much the villains, it's how do we get all these heroes mm. together, mm. where there's there's something really enticing to me about yeah. the idea of, you set up these films, if you take the straight horror route, you set up it, the world is getting worse. It's not about the heroes, it's about the darkness that's accumulating. Yeah. So all these monsters, and you know, Frankenstein, mm, yeah. and Dracula, and all these people through the horror genre you set up this sense of dread of foreboding that's just getting progressively worse and worse until finally when you get this collaborative film together it's mm. oh shit, we are way in over our head and we had absolutely no idea mm. how bad.
3: There's there's um an argument I've I've sort of heard floated in the past is that that, you know, the desire for these kind of movies um comes from the kind of global geopolitical situation right so the reason Mar- one of the reasons marvel is so successful with their universe at the moment is that people feel the need for these very black and white virtuous heroes right where 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 might is right and mm. and uh uh evil can be defeated by uh, just by by being forthright and and teaming up mm. And and that light in the darkness is already appealing to people. Whereas yeah. when everything already feels like it mm. is going d- flushing rapidly down the toilet, people don't really want a dark universe made of villains to be yeah. to remind them that the world is getting worse.
1: They are also bad films, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> films, I think they'd, they'd be they'd be well reviewed. I think, so. and, I, and I think you you don't want to you don't want to blame it too much on them. Um, postmodern interpretation (laughs) yeah or the geopolitical spectrum if it's because you know it needs to be a good film first
0: let's quick fire some things that we liked (laughs) (laughs) there was one moment where i appreciated russell crowe's accent and it was i think just before it really sank in what it was going to be like it was his first line when they bust into the subway which is a total cliche by the way the sort of We'll take it from here You know, scene I hate that really mm. But he comes mm. down yeah. Bake him away toys Yeah <laughs> He comes in And he says very calmly And assuredly To one of his subordinates um, Clear them out please And in that moment The accent isn't ridiculous mm. yet It's the second line Where it all falls apart But he nails that <laughs> first
1: one um, I mean just going on from that I really appreciate his cockney um, Eddie-eyed <laughs> <laughs> Fucking treatle.
2: <laughs> I'm offering you a partnership You, evil incarnate me, your good friend Eddie Hyde.
1: Think about it. He was really good, and he there was just a very slight change in the way he held himself when he was Eddie Hyde, and um <laughs> he just immediately looked like somebody that you couldn't beat in a fight. He
3: does look imposing. <laughs> I really expected that they were going to turn him into like, like a, a CGI monster, a CGI monster, and they don't. And I, I appreciate, and that. I'm yeah. so glad, <laughs> so yeah. glad yeah. they didn't. They didn't, they didn't Van yeah. Helsing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking of Van
1: Helsing. But he was a diamond geezer in this and I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> he was. So my first my first quick fire is gonna be the fight scene uh in the church. Um for me that's kind of like a, a really it's the first big burst of action, but also there's you've already established a bit of the comedic fight scene where Tom Cruise, sorry, Nick Morton is constantly having to deal with the fact that all his punches and kicks are going straight through all yeah. the zombies, and I just find that it's inventive, isn't it's it? It's inventive and it's funny how he mm. kind of has to deal with, okay, I need to kind of change up my fighting style a little bit. Um, and it's, I, I just, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that.
1: There's one moment in the fight where he just sh- fucking shoulder barges the mummy to the floor and it's it's really great. It's a great <laughs> womp sound that. and it looks like something Michael <laughs> Shannon would do. Yeah.
0: He almost does a full-on Tom Cruise lean-in, sort of throwing yeah. himself at the guy he's fighting.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, for, so for me, um, uh, my first one is mm. uh, the moment when they're first back in the pub after um, Tom Cruise has been inexplicably inexplicably <laughs> discharged from right. the morgue. Uh, and he's doing shots. <laughs> he's doing shots. And, and uh, Jenny asks, yeah. So isn't it a bit weird that you're A, not dead, and B, not even injured? And yeah. <laughs> he does about... Twenty shrugs, <laughs> in about five yes. seconds. Yeah.
0: Yes, Whilst holding out both drinks, like in front of him.
3: <laughs> There's something about that moment. I don't know if it's quality acting, but it really tickled me, uh, and I liked it. They they got him to do three takes of and He did the same thing every time. Yes, <laughs> We're staying, staying in. Then I will just have to use it.
0: I the, the the moment in which what was the friend called? The unfunny friend, um, Vale. When he's stabbing people, having becoming uh, become possessed, it's pretty upsetting. Because he just kind of leans into people. There's no passion to it. He just kind of moves his arm in. And then when he goes to stab um, Jenny, he he kind of <laughs> just walks at her with the knife outstretched. You know, and he's just kind of just no like... There's no force. Eh, let, me, let me put this in your neck. <laughs> no. it's very ex machina, isn't it? Yes, it's very... It's yes, like, Detached it is. It's way very the blade enters people's bodies like butter. Oh, and just as an extension, so I don't have to come back to this sequence. I also found it quite amusing the way in which Tom Cruise shot him to death. <laughs> oh, with, his, yeah.
2: with his, like gun by his, like his ear. <laughs>
0: yes, sort of gangster style, sort of just up by his head. <laughs> the accidental third shot made me laugh. Yeah, um, and
1: more more about Tom Cruise. He's he's so good at takedowns, <laughs> takedowns and gun grabs. He does a couple in this film. <laughs> the first one when he gets the gun off the soldier in the, on the plane. You know, it's it's very it's very Ethan Hunt. Um, right. He goes up to him, and uh, there's a very quick exchange of hands, and suddenly Tom Cruise <laughs> has the gun <laughs> and his pants. Just reminds you how great an action
2: star of Tom Cruise is. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you're clinging on this
3: this episode. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> there's there's a moment where um where Tom Cruise reminds us that he's actually he can play emotion as well. It's it's one of my favourite parts because it kind of it almost it almost got me in the heart. Hmm. He's um it's where he's he's just accepted set into his body and he's by uh, Jenny and he's trying to figure out what to do with her. And he just kind of he's I stuck and his body's stuck and he just yeah. delivers the line, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just it's mm. utterly genuine and it's just you can just yeah. feel the exasperation and he just he he just mm-hmm. has no idea and he kind of just that's all we can get out and it's just a moment where i thought that was some genuine acting from tom mm. cruise yeah
3: I, I like the zombie minions i i, I like how they move and i like how they i like how they're reanimated and they sort of they they twist yeah. and snap back to back to animation um there's something really kind of creepy and visceral about that and the the way they they stagger inexorably towards um, our protagonists is is creepy too. Yeah. Um, I, I I like how they they're, they're realised. Yeah. yeah,
0: I I liked the idea of the bit where he travels through the bus that slid towards him because the sh- the window's been smashed out, so he sort of get- rolls into it. But it was pretty awkwardly edited. And it could have you know been clearer what happened. And then annoyingly they put like a supposed audience surrogate in by having Wade, what's his name, <laughs> Vale, yeah. show up uh, in order to say, "Whew." That was intense. And it's like no, it wasn't. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> no, it's not intense. Just because you said it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 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 general train to Busan, like speed with which the zombies sometimes moved. I thought when when they were trying to get through the ambulance window, they were just a bit too fast, and it was fucking freaky.
2: Oh, <laughs> that 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 um zombie that uh hits the side of the ambulance when they're just yeah. about to drive off was the one jump scare that got me. Mm. Nice, nice. <laughs> Bravo, nice. Alex Kurtzman. Mm. So for myself, uh, I've already talked about that I particularly liked Arminette's performance. Um, In particular, there's a moment when she's in the prodigium and she's chained up and uh, Russell Crowe's got the big conversation about, yeah, we're keeping her captive. We're going to dissect her and find out about her. And just as they're leaving, the shot gets a close up on Arminette's face and there's just this look that just straight up reads, the second I'm getting out of here, I am fucking up every (laughs) single one of you. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it And it will happen <laughs> I like that bit where the pilot gets a crow to the face mm.
0: <laughs> Yes, after Birdemic It was quite good to have some More frightening uh, birds In the yes. one And more convincing yeah. sort of bird attacks yeah. <laughs> What a way to go
3: What a way to go, yeah Crow like a crow, crow, literally <laughs> embedded in your skull
0: Full on Fabio yeah. <laughs> Sophia Patella did this really cool thing when she was first, like, getting resurrected, and she was in the sort of swamp um, under Britain, I guess, and she's sort of just clambering to her feet and struggling and sort of shifting about the place, and the combination between sort of body acting and the sort of special effects looked really good. Oh, the way way she sort uh, of stalks on all fours? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Yeah. and sort of... Mm. I also really liked the first appearance of Set at the very beginning of the film when she's doing the incarnation and all the, again, all the creepy birds come to life and then this sort of Tar Man style figure sort of shuffles onto the fucking mm-hmm. set. Tar Man from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> that was quite creepy. Kind of Guillermo del Toro style. There's when uh, Aminette is
1: escaping and she does this horrible backwards upside down like crab climb
2: up, up the chain that's holding yeah.
1: her, it looks Fucking disgusting. There's something really <laughs> freaky about it. It's very good.
2: Um, i I appreciated the uh the the new take on the zombies chasing our heroes trope, which was done completely underwater. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying because they're fucking quick.
3: Yeah, I like that bit a lot. Yeah. I was going to quick fire that bit yeah. as well. It, it is a a, a really
2: there's a slow mo tension, like a yeah. slow mo chase, because from memory there's mm. very little soundtrack underneath it. Um, and yeah. it's just like you know, Tom Cruise is swimming away. They're very close behind, and they're very quick. And it's that—that's where tension is built up in that film, mm. and it's done quite effectively. I guess mm. so. So
3: my last one is is kind of an ov- ov- overall thingy. Um, so, so I kind of like the the um the sets and uh the design. I think I think the kind of post production color grading everything is is Orangey, bluey, grey—it lets the whole thing down. Mm. But I think the the uh, prodigium itself is a really cool set. Like, uh, apart from mm. okay. nothing else about the movie, it excites me to see see more things set there apart from the mm. set itself. I think it's a cool. I, I, I wish sort of more. It was more of a hub for the film. Like, get there earlier and 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 see mm. what the place has to offer. You know. Um, you know, what does it, it cool? have does it have labs and libraries and stuff like that? I kind of wanted to know more about the prodigium. It seemed like a really kind of cool place to, to set yeah. a film.
0: Okay, I, I quite liked the sort of creepy um, the scene where they managed to get Tom Cruise on a table, the zombies, and she sort of comes to like say creepy stuff to him. Which the version I watched didn't have subtitles, so I didn't know what was being said until I w- I rewatched a clip on YouTube. Later. <laughs> but It's kind of gross, like unpleasant things are happening and like she's kind of, I don't know, getting the size of him and sort of measuring him up. And yeah, it was a good old fashioned bit of spookiness, which I quite liked. Hmm, Cool.
1: Um, Okay, the last one I'll do is just a a really cool bit of of comedy or action comedy that actually worked. Uh, There was a bit where Vale was Hmm. trying to barge a door open. And then t- uh, Tom Cruise shows up and barges him and the door. Yes. <laughs> just very quickly, it's
2: just a bit of absurdity that when I looked at it, I was going, what What the fuck? Hmm. Why? But I just, because of the movie as a whole, I do find it hilarious, which is uh, the spider has gone into the um, the man's ear. And so he's being controlled by Arminet. Hmm. And he proceeds to go up and he grabs an axe from uh, a case. Yeah. And another one of the workers looks at him, sees this occur, doesn't think to do anything about it. Just kind that's of normal. That's Steve always <laughs> grabbing the axe, so Axie I, Steve. I like this idea that <laughs> when the guy goes over and destroys the equipment with the axe, the second guy goes, "Oh yeah, I probably should have done something about that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's probably nothing. Well, that
0: situation is getting a bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fill in a report. I'm gonna email HR. <laughs> this is really
3: stressing me out. <laughs> uh, the effects aren't bad. They're okay. Yeah, I don't you think. think? I don't think they'll date. They're all right.
2: No, they're serviceable. (laughs) They're good. Yeah,
3: they do. They they don't. You don't constantly. You're not thinking about the effects all the time. You're not like, oh, there's an effect. There's an. It just. It's well realized enough that it that it sticks together. Yeah, Mm. Yeah.
0: I think so. Until the big sort of CGI destruction of London at the end, I think that's that's pretty much correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the last good thing is really the thing that they knew to lead with because it was all over the marketing. It was everywhere, and it was that they did manage to... And I remember, actually, first seeing this um, this trailer in cinemas and thinking, ooh, well, that's good. Mm. And that is the plane sequence. Yeah. Where yeah. they're on the plane, and it, it gets hit by birds, and they start to crash, and gravity goes nonsense. First of all, becoming Freefall, and then turning into a sort of Inception-style spin. Um And yeah, it's just really good It's good physical acting on behalf of the uh, performers Mostly not stunt doubles Um, Mm. There's some real Peril there and some good fret And it's a pretty scary situation to be in And yeah It's just a pretty decent sequence Agreed Good
3: good filmmaking, Mm. right there (laughs) Mm.
0: Thank you, Alex Kurtzman Well, Tom Cruise, really If we're being honest Paul, how about that OG team team? The OG team (laughs)
1: <laughs> launching the pilot said i kind of like the mummy not the greatest of time but i thought it was okay plus tom always gives 100 percent, even when doing the press
2: tour
0: <laughs>
1: he
2: dropped <laughs> to
0: so many people during
1: that yeah, press he,
2: tour he, he, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't use the stunt double during interviews it's really admirable <laughs> yeah it
0: was on
1: fire the way he just snatches the microphone off of aggressive reporters is fantastic <laughs> years of training Beyond the box set, said Russell Crowe's phenomenal accent work and general scenery munching. <laughs> he he did a lot of things to that scenery. Um, many of which didn't make the cut, but it only got it's a twelve rating. So you know, uh, TV in space said, "I actually just liked the movie. I thought it was a fun romp. I liked the way they visualised the titular mummy. <laughs> thought the storyline was fun, though. Felt Hyde was a little shoehorned, but the idea of a wider group of monsters interested me. I really don't get the hate for it." I guess
3: it's, mm-hmm.
2: it's okay. I'm surprised at hate. I guess for me, I lumped it together with Pirates of the Caribbean 5 as the worst film of 2017. And I saw those quite close together as well, so I stopped going to the cinema for a month or two after. <laughs> <laughs> Damaged.
0: Just so jaded. It was a bad month. Uh, I could understand how the cynicism would make people angry.
1: Okay, Ryan at 27 Backspace said the trailer they accidentally uploaded that didn't have musical sound effects is both very funny and makes you appreciate how important those things are in a film. Yeah sure. Lesson learned Finally, Smash Traves says Tom Cruise is the best thing about everything so it stands to reason the isolated yell from that trailer is my text message alert sound <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think uh, I will add it into the, the final cut here but I think it's the one that sounds like Tidus from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> And thanks,
0: OGT! Thanks, team. Thanks. Awesome. Okay, let's do our One Better Things. The One Better Things. Rather short-sightedly, I already did Penny Dreadful for Dorian Gray, which is a shame because that really does do perfectly what this is trying to do, um, as did Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but not whoever that director was was's um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But how, how about this? Scott Mendelson, the film critic, described this thing as the first successful post-Marvel cinematic universe. What is it?
2: Oh. Um uh why well, would have, hmm. I would have said the Godzilla King Kong franchise, but no. that's all I got for you. It is in fact the Conjuring universe. Of course, with Annabelle.
0: Yeah, so you've got The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, and Annabelle Creation, and soon uh, the upcoming The Nun film. So it's a sort of network of cross-related horror films, and what they keep doing is they'll release a Conjuring film that has at least two spooky ghosts in it, and then they'll do a spin-off with those ghosts sort of in a different situation, and... They aren't huh. really good so far, is the thing. I mean, Annabelle, the first one, was the sort of incredible Hulk of this one. It was, the, it was, <laughs> yeah, not very good. But they're, by and large, pretty solidly entertaining. Maybe not incredibly exciting or transgressive in the in the ways that, you know, some horror movies have been lately. Mm. But it's nice to have, considering... I grew up in a real drought for sort of mainstream horror. You know, obviously still good stuff happening in the indie scene, but mainstream horror was the... Hostel movies, the Saw movies—it was torture porn or Michael Bay-funded remakes of classic slasher films. That was all I grew up mm. with. Um, so it's really nice to have a sort of consistent source of good scares, you know, in the form of these movies and the Bloomhouse stuff. So yeah, mm. and I think the yeah cut above the rest.
3: I uh, decided to to go down the action comedy adventure uh, with a cool. hint of romance. A uh, mm. bit of a bit of a blunt. Romancing the Stone,
2: and there's a stone that as is well. correct. There's a stone in there too.
3: That's <laughs> right. With it, with a, a magical stone and some uh, the a, prince a, and the Pebbles. some le- yeah, some some leads who initially don't like each other but have a a, a growing bond throughout the film. Uh, 1984's uh, and Robert Zemeckis's uh, Romancing the Stone, uh, a silly but funny action romp.
0: Shit! Sure, sorry about that. I didn't mean to spoil it. I was joking about when I
2: yelled.
3: No, no, seriously. *Romancing the Stone* is my pick. Is my pick <laughs> for a better film.
2: Excellent. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to um, keep a few of our core crew. So I'm gonna take Tom Cruise away from *The Mummy*, and he's gonna be taking his frequent collaborator, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher, Christopher McQuarrie, with him. And they're gonna together uh-huh. direct and write and create *Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation*. This, to me, is... (laughs) So, if you just want an action film that includes Tom Cruise in a role that he's built for, that he's made for, Mm. um, and you take Mm. a writer that's kind of competent and actually knows how to craft these kind of films, Rogue Nation, for me, I saw Ghost Protocol, which was Mission Impossible 4, in the cinema. And that brought me Mm. back to the franchise, because it was a serviceable film that was exciting and engaging, and the action set pieces were kept me interested and so Rogue Nation actually follows in that vein and you've got a really likeable mm. action star in Tom Cruise who, I mean, look, the man's still giving it his all but there's not this weird mm. kind of faux charm to him. He just kind of, he's very relaxed in the role and he's he's helped along by all his co-stars and I'm always particularly uh fond of whenever Ving Rhames hits my screen mm. um, these days. So I would get people to come and watch this as well because Fallout comes out in a couple of months. Mission Possible 6 which will mm-hmm. either do wait. really well or I mean and so far the trailer looks fantastic so Very. all trailers look good <laughs> the mummy the mummy trailer they put the sound fantastic. in <laughs> yeah. and the special effects <laughs> yeah.
1: So no one said it, but the obvious one is the 1999 Mummy starring Brendan Fraser because yeah. it works a lot better on pretty much every level other than special effects, maybe, sometimes. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Some of it doesn't quite hold up. <laughs> but other than that, the comedy, the characters, the tone, the suspense, the chills are about on an even par, but it's uh, more coherent and enjoyable by far.
0: That was The One Better Thing. The One Better Thing.
2: Baby bearders, where can people get more baby beards? Yep, so uh, if you want to... Um... Uh, check out our stuff we are obviously on iTunes um, under Babybeard Media or our two shows if you want to look them up specifically Shut Up and Take My Podcast and Imaginauts we can also be found on
3: Spreaker and Stitcher uh, and just any good podcatcher will probably have our podcast up so just uh, look for Babybeard Media and you'll find us
2: Um, I was also going to say um, Paul do you, do you guys mind if we spruik a little project that we have uh, going at the moment no go ahead um, so, basically, Phil and myself, we're also um, actors and currently, uh, this ties in quite nicely, we're involved in a horror project of our own. So, uh, at the moment, we're running an Indiegogo campaign uh, to fund an Adelaide horror film uh, called The Groves, which it's is...
3: Set in the lovely, creepy uh, mangroves that we have down by the coast here. Yeah. It's a great setting for a horror film.
2: Yeah, it's done by a company called Freeze Frame, who believes that Adelaide is a great backdrop for a lot of films, and it's kind of an untapped market in that sense, so... I don't know if it's worth it all. I'm giving you guys the uh, the link. But um, any potential yeah. um, uh, help or support, obviously, it's, you know, money's tied all round these days. But any sort of support is always appreciated. And we uh, yeah. would love to try and get this made. Check out the Indiegogo page for The Groves.
1: We'll pop that in the show description for you. So anyone yeah.
2: who's listening and interested can check that out. And thank you very much, Paul uh, Salt, um, who contributed within 5 Minutes of me shamelessly plugging it to him. So, honestly, super appreciated, man. Thank you. It's just burning a hole in my account. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I expect the executive producer credit. And you've got it. You've got it. <laughs> Love it. Now I'm a sleazy Hollywood producer. Oh, yeah. Watch out. A bit of spiders. <laughs> it's Paul's turn. <time. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Cool. Paul, how can people find out about
1: the OGT? Well, we are not obviously on iTunes. Very sneakily on iTunes ourselves, but uh, you can find us <laughs> there. If you, look, if you look hard enough, the password is one good thing. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, you can do that through Twitter, Facebook, uh, Gmail. It's all there. You know what it is. OGT pods
0: what what do you want? Go on. <laughs> I, I'm going to need you to improve your fucking attitude, sir.
3: You tell those
0: people. I want you to sell this thing. Twitter, Jesus, yes!
3: Oh, rate us! <laughs> a- everyone, rate us right Queens! now. Leave a review. Do it.
2: <laughs>
1: I like to think that we sold it in the last hour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> two two yes. hours of recording. This is just rubbing it in at this stage.
2: <laughs> they got what they paid for. They know what this is.
0: This is going to be reflected in your performance review. Not oh, Another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're bi minute.ly <laughs> This is this is hell. Help me, everyone. Oh, <sighs> <sighs> okay. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. I'm Sean. I'm Phil. And remember, the one good thing about The Mummy 2017, starring and directed by Tom Cruise, is when Hollywood superstar Tom Cruise and an actress of some sorts were hurtling towards the ground at a terrifying speed, turning all the gravity to nonsense.
2: Jenny!